All right, I'm gonna show you a clip that you will not be able to unsee after you see it. So you've been warned. You might wanna just fast forward or scrub this uh, episode about a minute or use the timestamps down below to skip it. All right, you're still here. Let me give you a warm-up clip. This is a clip, if you recall, from the State of the Union address in which the former vice president's wife kissed in the mouth the current vice president's husband. All right, so a reminder of that wonkiness. Now, today, Tuesday, Joe Biden was seen in public for the first time after his four days uh, family vacation that we got to pay for to Ireland, in which he took Hunter Biden and his sister with him. After that, he went to his beach home for a couple of days. And then yesterday, he called the lid at 9 a.m. So they were able to get the proper cocktail into him and he got his little sweep so he could have the energy to deliver some statements about uh, the administration's new efforts in how to improve access to child care. He signed an executive order. Well, during all of that, the cameras caught this. Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, that was what appears to be Joe Biden planting a big old kiss on the mouth of the former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Luckily, we got this angle, which is more G-rated. I think uh, anything else would have been too much for many people to stomach. Some of the comments online from this clip from people saying they lost their lunch to throwing up in their mouth. Uh, total clown show. That's why I put the uh, the royalty-free version of the Benny Hill uh, yakety uh, song, whatever. Uh, circus music. Because it's an absolute circus. But that's not where the only place where the circus was today. Check this out. Simple question, but you can see nothing is so simple in 2023 like defining a woman. We have Representative Andrew Clyde, a Republican out of Georgia, having this exchange with Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona today, Tuesday. Uh, Cardona had appeared before the House Appropriations Committee to defend his proposed change to the Title IX that would make it illegal for schools to broadly ban transfer students, transferring genders, that is, from competing on sports teams that don't align with their uh, sex assigned at birth. So Clyde asked Cardona a simple question to defend the proposal by first defining what is a woman. Now let's get back to this exchange. And this time, even though it merits it, I won't put the alternative Benny Hill clown music, though I was really tempted to. Instead of this, 
So now I leave it up to you, the viewer. Is this a woman or is this a woman? What are your thoughts? Put it down below. A woman is a person with female sex organs and reproductive organs that has and was born with a uterus and the ability to have a child naturally born within her has ovaries and even if the plumbing doesn't work she may have illnesses she may have sicknesses which unfortunately prevent her from doing that but she was born with the basic plumbing and the proper chromosome pairing and i know one such person a woman who i love dearly and i'll let her officially start this program my wife of almost 27 years and the mother of my four beautiful children a woman in every sense of the word. Mrs. BCP, will you please officially get this episode started? Welcome to Open Source News. Please like, share, and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. Have a blessed day. All right, folks, let's get into the news. We've got a big breaking news story, but let me start off with this since we're talking about genders and transferring genders and what have you. The 28-year-old transferring gender person Attacker who shot and killed six in the Nashville Christian School on March 27th left behind a suicide note, 19 journals, and other items, all of which have been kept from the public. The shooter carried legally purchased firearms in the school where she walked the halls with a pistol caliber carbine looking for victims. She was shot and killed on the second floor of the school by Metropolitan Nashville Police Department officers. The attacker left behind cell phones and laptops as well as a suicide note three folders, and 19 journals. None of the writings have been released to the public to see. Now here's what NBC News is observing. The potential release of the journals has become a point of friction in the case. While local investigators say they are continuing to analyze the writings with assistance from the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit in Quantico, Virginia, some in the community said the writings must be made public without delay to help people understand the carnage and Hale's state of mind. Now, I guarantee you that if a white male, cisgender male, traditional heterosexual male shot would have shot up and a school full of children, we would have had every single manifesto, every single tweet would have been up, would have immediately been released. And whether true or not, would have been labeled a white supremacist, white nationalist crime. But in this situation, we need more analysis. To date, the federal law enforcement claims no clear motive has emerged behind the trans-deadly attack on the Christian school. Byron York, the famous author and pundit, said, Instead of hinting that the motive remains unclear, why don't police just release the evidence? Of course, they're trying to hide something because it goes against a certain agenda. Okay, speaking of a certain agenda, there's a certain agenda which I broke down quite a bit in yesterday's episode of BCP Unfiltered 
episode 319. You can just go over to therealbcp.com, join our community for free, and go and freely watch episode 319 that I put up yesterday. I'm going to have more analysis on this story on our other show tomorrow. This news was breaking just as I put up today's episode, uh, 320. Fox to pay $787.5 million to settle the defamation lawsuit with the voting machine company. Fox News parent Fox Corp agreed to pay $787.5 million to settle its legal battle with Dumb Onion voting systems just before the start of the trial of the voting machine company's allegations that it was defamed by the network's broadcasts after the 2020 presidential election. I'm reading word for word, except where I've made a little adjustment from the Wall Street Journal today. The Dumb Onion Company alleges that Fox hosts and guests amplified false claims. The company sought $1.6 billion in damages. Fox argued that it was covering newsworthy claims by associates of then-President Donald Trump and that its broadcast should be protected by the First Amendment. How silly for Fox News to think that the First Amendment at all applies anymore in the United States. Had they not gotten the memo that Marxism has taken over and they played their part in ushering said full-on communism in the United States. Legal Observer said the agreement was the largest known media defamation settlement ever in the U.S. It ends a two-year legal battle that has threatened Fox News and cast an unflattering spotlight on its inner workings especially during the aftermath of the 2020 presidential election. If it had gone to trial, the case was set to test the contours of modern media law. Now here, folks, this is the problem. This is where uh, a big problem is. The judge had already stated that Fox News had lied when they talked about this voting machine company. Fox really had, I'm not saying they should have settled, but they were going into a losing battle, uh, dare I use the word, a rigged system when it comes to the judiciary. The judge was already against them. They already had the jurors. And I, I assure you that the jurors were stacked or some would say rigged against Fox News in the case already. Superior Court Judge Eric Davis had already concluded that Fox News and Fox Business did in fact broadcast false claims about the voting machine company, voiced by both network hosts and Trump associates. Fox in a statement acknowledged the judge's findings. Fox in a statement said the settlement reflected its continued continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with uh, Dumb Onion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial, allows the country to move forward from these issues. Fox News doesn't have to make an on-air apology as part of the agreement. People familiar with the matter said. The deck was stacked against them. They said, let's just cut off here. We don't want to bring attention and lose even more market share and value. And of course, Rupert Murdoch would have uh, had to testify and one of his children. They're rich enough. Let's just pay this thing and not even have to Uh, deal with this. Now, there's more issues at play that unfortunately, because this show is also on YouTube, I can't go into the specifics of that, but bet your bottom dollar that we will in episode 321 tomorrow of BCP Unfiltered. Links to that show, 
that you can catch on Spotify. You can catch it on Patreon. You can catch it on Locals. The links to all of those are down below. Okay, Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, or AMLO, is criticizing the U.S. government essentially for investigating the Sinaloa drug cartel. The Mexican president stated U.S. authorities not only sent informants into the criminal organization, but also tapped the communications of military forces and their response to cartels. An obtrusive intrusion preponent that would not be accepted under any motive, Lopez Obrador said during his morning news conference, claiming that he had not been told about any investigation. Hmm. Do you think the DEA would have gotten any information if they let any Mexican authorities know what they were actually up to? Of course not. The cartels own everybody. Arguably, even this president and past presidents of Mexico. The Mexican politician said he doesn't have a problem sharing information, but that any intervention should be done by his forces, not U.S. authorities. Interesting to see that this is moving at this kind of speed and this kind of depth under the Biden administration, who seem very happy with the fentanyl and the human and drug trafficking that the cartels are doing on the southern border. Late last week, the U.S. Department of Justice announced a series of indictments against a faction of the Sinaloa cartel known as Los Chapitos, accusing them of being the largest distributor of fentanyl and largely to blame for the current overdose crisis. The group is currently led by the sons of the imprisoned cartel kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. During that announcement, U.S. officials claimed to have infiltrated the Sinaloa cartel at the highest level, according to Mexican journalist uh, Pinelay Ramirez, the, the infiltration was, in fact, three informants with key roles in the organization. Lopez Obrador said in their next uh, international series of international talks, they would be bringing up the topic because DE agents will not be able to come and go as they had in the past. Who's protecting who, AMLO? Who owns who? Now, since we're talking about Mexico, the border and the current occupier of the Oval Office and his administration. Let's talk about Trump. Trump spoke to Breitbart, and he said in this exclusive interview with Breitbart that if elected back into the White House, he would immediately end Democrat President Joe Biden's scheme to give Obamacare to illegal aliens in contravention of a promise former President Barack Obama made. So as I had covered here, I believe it was last week when the story broke that Joe Biden, by executive order, is scheming to allow DACA recipients to receive Obamacare uh, and uh, Medicaid and Medicare, whatever the, the, the federal, I get them confused, medical uh, services. They'll be able to tap into that. And I played the clip of at the State of the Union address in which Obama clearly said that they would not be eligible in, in announcing DACA, they would not, that illegal aliens would not be eligible for subsidized health care. That was a promise that Obama made in his uh, in his uh, his first term. We're now in the third term of the Obidens, and they're going back against their own word. Biden's administration has taken steps via executive action to provide access to the Affordable Care Act to illegal aliens in the U.S. Obama, which was president in championing 
Obamacare's passage through Congress, pledged that Obamacare would never get approved for illegal aliens, so Biden's move is a direct betrayal of that promise. Trump, in his exclusive interview with Breitbart, said he thinks that Biden's efforts will be legally challenged and will fail, but if somehow Biden were able to get around the courts and get access to Obamacare into the hands of illegal aliens, Trump promised that he would order his cabinet to end it upon retaking the White House. Quote, He, Obama, said it could never be approved. They're doing it differently. I can't imagine they will be allowed to do that via executive order, so I'm certain I will. it will be challenged. But certainly, I would order it ended. Trump said giving illegal aliens free health care is not even believable that this could be happening, and Biden's policies are encouraging more prospective migrants from around the world to try to get the United States to take advantage of this nation's lucrative benefits program. Quote, it's not even believable that this could be happening. What it's doing is telling everybody to come to America. We're going to give you free health care. We're going to give you everything. It's crazy what's going on. People are pouring in by the thousands. They're coming in the caravans. Tens of thousands of people a day are just pouring into our country. We don't know anything about these people. Nobody is checking them. Many of them are from mental institutions and prisons. Trump added that if these policies that if these policies that he would and continue, then not just South America, but other continents would empty their populations into the United States. We're already seeing this. They're catching people from China, Africa, the Middle East. Uh, and of course, a whole bunch of Asian countries as well. Quote, then on top of it, you wonder, gee, let's keep them away. But when you tell them they get free health care, free education, free everything, everyone is going to come, Trump said. There won't be anybody left living in South America. But it's more than South America. They're coming from all over the world, Africa, Asia. They're coming from all over the world and just walking into our country. I know people that are coming into our country, that they go through this process of tests and studying. They want, They want to tell them, but you don't tell them this. Just go over to the southern border and just walk on in. It's horrible what's happening. But when you make that kind of pledge, Obamacare or health care for people, you're going to increase the numbers tenfold. And, and, and President Trump is, end of quote, President Trump is absolutely correct. You don't want to tell people this, but you can tell the people who are trying to come in legally, just go through the border. I have a family member, okay, who has been trying to come into this country legally since 2010. They own property. They pay taxes in Mexico. They're just trying to get a visa. They're not even trying to come and live in the country. They're trying to get a visa to visit friends and family and elderly parents. And they can't do it legally. And we we don't encourage this. But of course, the joke has been thrown around. The joke has been thrown around. Just say you're uh, that you're from El Salvador and come in illegally. And let them catch you and, and come on in. Now, I say this because we are a law-abiding family. And this particular person has the means and the opportunity to have come in illegally multiple times that they wanted to over the last 13 years. But they want to come into the front door and they're an honorable person and want to do things by the book. And they're unable to. But everyone else can just come in. Such an unfair system. But guess what? Life isn't fair and Marxism is never fair. The favored have it good. Everyone else is ski rude. By the way, we are now getting news that banks are starting to comply like crazy with James Comer's probe into the Biden business. They're still issuing subpoenas and they're still getting bank records and information to go through. Bank subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, 
have com- uh, complied with his probe into the Biden family's shady business schemes. A source familiar with the investigation has confirmed. The four banks that we know so far are Bank of America, Cathay Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, and HSBC USA. And as I played the clip earlier, uh, yesterday, not today, but yesterday, James Comer says uh, there's now a total of nine Biden family members getting chick chick cheddar, chick chick ching, chick chick change from chick chick China and other countries. By the way, folks, if you're watching this on YouTube, please, 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 press like. No, please <laughs> press the like button, the subscribe button, and the notification bell. If you are subscribed, please make sure that you are still subscribed. We got some funny business going on again. So now we have a total of nine, six new uh, family, six additional family members uh, have been identified. We now have five Biden family members getting some information. So this is very interesting. Let's, uh, this this is kind of cool from President Trump. Richard Nixon sent a letter to former President Donald Trump in the 1980s in which he predicted that the country's 45th commander-in-chief would be victorious if he ever decided to run for public office. Chair, uh, I, uh, th- this was uh, the other night that Trump shared the letter on social media, on Truth Social, his social media. It's dated December 21st, 1987. In the letter, the country's 37th president wrote that his, his wife, former First Lady Pat Nixon, was impressed by then real estate mogul after she saw his interview on the Phil Donahue show. I did not see the program, but Mrs. Nixon told me that you are great on the Donahue show, Nixon wrote. He added, as you can imagine, she is an expert on politics and she predicts that whenever you decide to run for office, you will be a winner. Trump commented the letter from Nixon as well as many other influential figures will be available in his upcoming book, Letters to Trump. So I'm not going to sit here and promote nor not promote President Trump's uh, book. Looks like the rest of this is about his book, Uh, but that's kind of cool. Whether you whatever you think of Nixon, that would be pretty cool when a former president and a former first lady predict, hey, you're going to be victorious if you decide to do it. But guess what? President Trump is victorious when he decides to do just about anything. All right, folks, appreciate you being here. Once again, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching this on Spotify or listening to it uh, as part of the BCP podcast on any of the podcasting platforms, Please press follow. I'll be back. Make sure that you're paying attention, especially on YouTube, if you hit that notification bell. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless.